Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am all in to tell you about today's show. We're going to be talking about this new term that's being bandied about called toxic masculinity. Before we get into that topic, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about the secrets of male pedophilia. On the uh, heels of the Weinstein scandal, where a lot of women were coming forward with the hashtag MeToo, I decided to make my own hashtag called MenToo. Don't men count? Aren't men subject to sexual, uh, unwarranted sexual encounters as well? Of course they are. But does anybody talk about it? No. Do, do most men report it? No. And we go into the reasons why that is and how that is and how it actually, absolutely does affect men. So have you, have you, uh, had shame and fear of contempt that kept you from speaking about your predator did you worry about losing your job that uh, losing your job prevented you from filing a report with HR was it hard to buck up against somebody who has status or power over you so let's talk about why this topic stays in the closet. That was last week's show. So if you missed it, you can catch it on my on-demand library on from my mobile app, easy to use from the uh, uh, on iPhones as well as uh, Android phones, easy to find. All you have to do is Google it, the Men's Advocate Show mobile app, the Men's Advocate Show, the mobile app, and you will get right in. If you haven't yet done this, you can also uh, listen to us on TuneIn and SoundCloud. Okay? All right. So let's hop into what's on my mind today. We're talking about toxic masculinity. So is your right to be a man not only challenged, but are the media and feminist groups trying to systematically eliminate men from our culture because that's what I think is going on. If there's less of you out there, you know, uh, you're not going to fight. You're not going to bear arms. You're going to get so uh, disenchanted with women, today's women, or at least these feminist groups, that you're not even going to bother having sex, much less produce offspring. And that is the bigger goal of this whole thing. So it's not to say that a lot of these concepts are true. You know, much like religion, there's always got to be a little bit of truth to what they're saying in order for them to lure you in and make you listen and make you act like sheep and go down that path and believe every word they, they're saying. Of course, there is a little bit of truth in it, maybe 5 or 10% truth, but the way they couch these notions and these concepts is so alluring, especially to young women, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, who is the number one target to um, attack men and hate on men, college, college women. And I've been saying this for years, but that's what's going on over there. All right, so if you'd like to chime in on this topic of toxic masculinity, please do so. Call us old school, or you can call from the mobile app, one-touch dialing from the call call live button, uh, 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. All right, so what exactly is toxic masculinity? So the concept of toxic masculinity is used in the social sciences to describe traditional norms of behavior among men in contemporary American society that is associated with detrimental social and psychological effects. Uh So your presence or your actions, or for that matter, your inactions, um, they negatively affect society and women and have uh, both a social um, aftermath as well as a psychological aftermath to your actions or non-actions. That's what they're saying. So do you agree with this? Because I don't. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, in school, 
you know, school-aged children, girls seem to do a lot better because they can sit quietly and fold their hands in their seat and listen to the teacher, and that's how the teacher likes it, especially a female teacher, because it's easy to control and she can get on with teaching the class. Well, boys can't sit still that long. They've got a lot of energy. Boys are typically more physical and I know a lot of schools have eliminated uh, recess and they've and they and shockingly so they've eliminated um, any physical activity PE for example um, and you know how is a boy going to get all that energy out so to solve that problem you know they say that this boy is hyperactive and they give him Ritalin to calm him down why? So he can act more like the girls act, meaning more docile, more pliable, more controllable, because that's how they want you. Okay? So um, I think that this term that's being bandied about, toxic masculinity, so I think that not only is your right to be a man challenged, but I find that the media and these feminist groups are trying to systematically eliminate men from our culture. That's how I see it. I think men would, uh, women would be perfectly fine with the Virgin Mary story. I mean, I, I, every time I hear a guy say, oh, women like sex just as much as men, you guys are so wrong and so deluded. Absolutely not true. Um, I think every woman has the Virgin Mary thing, that they're going to get impregnated by some some higher power, some outside uh, force, and that force is not going to be by way of your penis uh, impregnating them. So I think they would be thrilled just to freeze the sperm and say once or twice in their life, when they want to produce an offspring, they go to the sperm bank and have artificial insemination and bing, bang, boom, nine months later, out pops out a child and we're all good to go. So I think that they want to probably have a population of 10% men to produce the sperm and maybe to produce the jobs that they don't want that are too hard or too risky or too scary or you need a lot of strength, physical strength, to do some of these jobs. And I think they want a society where 90% of the population is women. Um, it's really quite crazy today, and I need you guys to open up your eyes and see what is going on in the world around you because it is quite frightening so according to uh, I'm going to talk when we get back from the break I'm going to talk a little bit from this article uh, published by the feminist megaphone that's the feminist megaphone and they are going to give you some examples of toxic masculinity and they're claiming that your your actions or non-actions are just ruining society and they just can't have this anymore. So I'd like you to pull up a chair, listen in, turn, turn up your uh, earbuds, um, call from the car if you're driving around, and um, let's have a discussion on this. Call me if you uh, can at 951-922-3532. 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break, and we'll find out how you're ruining society. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. 
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. So happy to have you here today. We are talking about toxic masculinity and I want to share with you some thoughts from the feminist megaphone as she calls it and we're going to talk about how toxic masculinity uh, you are ruining society you are just like a tumor that never stops growing uh-huh okay so here are some of the tenets of this philosophy and they're saying the following. These are not my beliefs, by the way. This is, you know, what a p- particular feminist group is saying. The pervasive idea of male-female interactions as competition, not cooperation. Well, it is a man's nature to be competitive. I mean, you're competitive at work. You're competitive against other guys. How are you going to be top and banana if you're not competitive? So it is female nature to be cooperative, and they're trying to turn you over to their ways because they think that that competitiveness doesn't serve you and certainly doesn't serve the the women, so therefore that trait must be eliminated. I don't know. I think you still, I think, you know, you need both sides of the coin. You need uh, a little bit of the aggressive aggressiveness and you need a little bit of the cooperation not one to the exclusion of the other um you know i think mother nature made us a certain way for a reason because we're bringing certain talents and skills to the table and we are there to complement each other not to be exactly like one another but to complement each other All right, their next thought is the pervasive idea that men cannot truly understand women. All right, I'll I'll give you that. And vice versa. And that no, no true companionship can be had between different sexes. Oh, boy. That's a loaded gun. (laughs) See what I say? This stuff is so pervasive. They make it sound so palatable and so believable that you're just going to buy into their rhetoric. But I need you guys to wake up and read between the lines to see what it is they are talking about. So the whole purpose of having two sexes is to not be like a man or be like a woman. No, the whole purpose is to find one another's strengths and weaknesses that you can help your partner out. So things that I might be good at, my partner might not be good at, and we serve to complement each other and vice versa. That's what the whole learning curve is about. That's what the whole unity of the sexes is about. It's not like copycatting somebody. It's embracing the differences um, having our partner help us with those weaknesses, and we do the same uh, for our partner, and to expand on the strengths. So don't buy into this. It's very subtle how they ca- couch this stuff. I mean, she's saying, oh, well, because, you know, there's such a decided difference between the sexes, 
um, a partnership or unity can't happen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's pretty crazy here. Okay. The next one, she says, is that the expectation of real men are strong. And that the showing of emotion is incompatible with being strong. Okay, I agree with that. Because a lot of men who are strong have to forego showing emotion. Otherwise, the other man, the competitor, might take advantage of that emotion. So for the time being, yes, men are socially taught to put that emotion on the shelf. You'll come back to it. You'll deal with it later. But for the time being, in order to be strong and to get your job accomplished, you need to set that aside. I don't see any problem with that. I mean, that's just how it is. Men understand this and they navigate pretty well. Um, an enlightened man will go back and examine those emotions. Um, it's not that he has to reveal all those emotions uh, to his partner because he's got to do so judiciously so that person doesn't attack him or retaliate against him for showing that emotion. Okay, so anger is either framed as the exception to the rule or not as an emotion. So this is a catch-22 for men. There are about 30 different emotions in human psychology, and it seems like since age four, anger is the only sociable um emotion that a young boy can use. And, you know, you go through that for 18 years and you pretty much repress the other 29 emotions and let anger come to the surface because that's the one that is socially acceptable. Um, so, and then they're saying that it's either framed as the exception to the rule or not as an emotion. So how can anger not be a, an emotion? Again, they're brainwashing you. Of course it's an emotion. So what I'm saying is uh, be focused, be strong, be confident, be aggressive, do all those things that you need to do to get through your day or get the job done or, or whomever you're competing with, and at a later date, do things that get you in touch with your emotion. So that could be uh, things like yoga. Men like, like I was saying last week, men like, doing physical things. So physical things could be something like a physical activity. Maybe you're playing sports. Maybe you're going to the gym. Yoga, meditation, journaling, um, talking it over with a therapist. All these things are avenues to unleash emotion. So in order to be a balanced person, you can't be stoic you do have to add those layers of emotion back into your system. So just because you were raised that way from age 4 to age 18 or whatever doesn't mean you don't need to go back at a later point as an adult and make sure you have a wide-ranging, a full complement of emotion to work with. Otherwise, your tool chest is going to be mostly empty there, and that's not a good thing. So that's how um, I advise a guy to do it. I'm not saying to eradicate all your emotions because that would be silly, and I'm not saying to bring all your emotions to the table because guess what? You're going to be taken advantage of, so that's not going to work either. Okay. Now, this group also seems to think that a real man cannot be a victim of abuse or that talking about it is shameful. This was the topic of last week's show, by the way. There is so much pedophilia going on. In fact, we learned from last week's show, one out of four women have been sexually attacked. Well, guess what? The numbers for a man are not that far behind. Um, it turned out the numbers were 1 out of 6. So it's not like it's 1 out of 20 or some distant number, like 1 out of 50. It's 1 out of 6. It's only a few paces uh, behind the attacks for women. Now, um, any attack is obviously not a good thing, not a good statistic. But um, men absolutely are victims of abuse. And talking about them 
is it shameful? Of course it's shameful. Is it painful to talk about such things? Of course it is. But like I said, you can use some of the physical attributes that I mentioned uh, just a couple of minutes ago with regard to unlocking how you feel about uh, that attack or that unwanted um, sexual advance. So, you know, you can unlock it and hopefully uh, when you find the keys to unlock it, you can heal yourself and move past it, that, that this action, this activity doesn't define you. Um, the expectation that real men are keenly interested in sex, want to have sex, and are ready to have sex most, if not at all times. <laughs> okay, men, women don't like that. So, you know, despite... Men keep saying this, this myth that women like sex as much as men. No, it's just, it's, they are using that ploy to get you into a relationship. They are using that ploy to get you to impregnate them. They are using that ploy to get you, to get, to get them something that they want, like money, status, or power. So it's a vehicle to get there. Now, is it true what they're saying? That, that men are keenly interested in wanting to have sex and ready to have sex now um, and, if at all, all times. Sure it is. Uh, men have ten times the amount of testosterone as women do. That is the biological reason for men um, is to have sex, is to procreate. Otherwise, if men didn't have that drive, if men had the same level of testosterone as women, by the way, the, the, the uh, globalists who are in charge of all this stuff are, are constantly cooking up ways in the, uh, in the laboratory to diminish a guy's testosterone and virility levels, and they've been um, frightening, frighteningly uh, going down for the last uh, couple of decades. It's now half the number that it was about 20 years ago. So, yep, they're working on that on that angle too. But uh, you know what? It's my opinion that if guys didn't have the drive to have sex and if the levels were the same level as, as what women were, <laughs> we'd all be extinct in 30 years. So that's how serious of a problem this is. So, guys... The advice I have to you in this area is protect your virility, uh, read up on this, find out, uh, especially like plastics are a big, uh, big no-no and a big way to reduce testosterone uh, levels like BPA and such. Read up on that area because there's a lot that these people, these bad people are doing to take away your sexuality and your virility. Um, so it's pretty frightening. All right. So the idea that real men should be prepared to be violent even when it's not called for. Well, I think men inherently do have that preparation to be violent, but it's a self-protection measure because not only are they built to protect themselves, they're built to protect uh, their women and children, they're built to protect their community. So, yeah, that gene is in there because that's how they can, uh, you know, face fear and do it anyway, right? I mean, how do you explain a firefighter or a first responder who is going to go into a burning building or a dangerous uh, environment to... Um, get the victims out of there and back to safety. So um, when this group, feminist group, is saying, even when it's not called for, so I don't think most men are violent when it's not called for. <laughs> I mean, sure, there might be 5% of the population that has anger management issues, but in general, I don't think it's it's used for bad. I think most of the time it's actually used for good. Um, okay, next one is, uh, although not reinforced much in fictional media, in real life it is wi widely expected that a man would abandon his pregnant girlfriend and is incapable and or unwilling to take responsibility. And to that I say, 
where are the women in this? Where's the women in this equation? Why are women not closing their legs, or if they absolutely don't have the willpower to close their legs, why are women not using birth control 100% of the time? They're having sex with a guy whom they've not screened fully. They don't even know what kind of person he is, let alone what kind of father he is. And then after the fact, after you get pregnant, after you pop out that kid, they're expecting that the guy is just going to be this magical uh, life partner and great father. It doesn't work that way. So when you say that the guy is incapable or unwilling to take responsibility, um, you've put him, you put the guy in an unnatural situation where he didn't want to be with you long term. He didn't want to uh, produce a family. And you've put him in that predicament. So don't go and blame these guys. You know, in my view, I blame the guy too because the guy also should be using condoms or protection 100% of the time. And that's how you get around this issue. But, you know, it's a two-sided coin. Both parties are responsible for, you know, for self-protection um, and to use protection so they don't get in this situation where either party is um, held responsible against their will. That's like being a terrorist. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, another way that you are toxic is, is that they think, these feminists think that you are not interested in parenting and inherently are unsuited to be single parents. Um, boy, I wish they could talk to a lot of my single dads out there. You know, I have, I advocate for a lot of, uh, men's groups and so many thousands and thousands of my men have, are good, upstanding citizens. They want to be with their children. They want to be a good citizen. They want to do the right thing. They want to be a uh, good parents and they're denied that effort by the, uh, the, ex-wife or the baby mama or family and or family court. So I think this is an assumption that absolutely is not true. But it's a lie that they're trying to shove down your throat to make it appear as if it is true, but it's not. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about toxic masculinity. If you have a comment or question on this topic, call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about more of the definitions of how these feminists think that you are toxic to them individually and as a group. See you right back after the break. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming summer 2017. Henson Brewing Company. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, real truth about women that'll change your life forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. 
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about toxic masculinity so we're going over some of the reasons that these feminists and media think that men are just solely responsible for messing up their lives <laughs> and uh, another one is is that um, we were talking just before the break about how these women assume the media assumes that men are just not suited to be single parents so unfortunately not only does it stop there but it absolutely discourages men from being involved in the lives of their children and of course the losers of this equation are the children themselves in addition to um, the father so completely not fair it encourages household inequality which really hurts all involved. When when the one partner is so narcissistic and so selfish, she really is affecting all three groups, herself, her ex, and the kids. But, you know, this isn't discussed, and it's, you know, swept under the rug and made light of. But um, she really needs help if she's going to parent in an inequitable manner. Okay, assumes that in the case of divorce, the children will automatically go with their mothers instead of examining each situation individually. So I think, um, as I had on my show about a year ago, uh, the, the state senator from Missouri, I believe it was, who passed the equal parenting law, I think the norm should be shared parenting. It should be 50-50 parenting unless proven otherwise. Now, obviously, if there's drugs or alcohol or abuse, um, you know, of course, then it should go back to the course to determine who is the most fit parent. But shy of those types of not only allegations but proof, um, it should be 50-50 parenting so all sides can benefit from the dissolution of the marriage or the breakup of the, the partnership. Okay, emasculation is another area that that this group is really hot and bothered about, and they think that there's a range of feminine interests and activities that a real man just would not hold. Oh, so what? Go cry yourself a river. Of course there are areas that have no interest, that hold no interest for men. Uh, what are you going to do, sue them? So... Um, anyway, that, and that they would disprove a man's masculinity regardless of his other actions. So, in other words, um, th they're making light of the fact that a lot of men could care less about uh, his, his personal looks or cosmetics or dressing up, fashion, um, he's really not interested in being emotional, expressing emotion, crying. Why are you forcing him to cry? Uh, you know, that's just not his makeup. He just simply fat, flat out doesn't care. I mean, if you want to cry, go ahead and cry. But, you know, why are you forcing this on him? He doesn't feel like it. Um, appreciating frivolous things like sugary girly drinks or romantic styles, cute animal videos, rom-com flicks. He wants to go to his action movies. That's what he relates to. He wants, you know, um, blow them up, shoot them out kind of movie. That's what he gravitates to. And who are you to say and to, you know, pass on that he's got to, like, go to your rom-com with you. I mean, you're not going to want to watch his three hours of sports, right? So 
you know, he's not trying to convince you to do that. So I don't think women should convince uh, men to, you know, partake in these girly type of activities. Um, you complain because you, this group says that they're just not interested in understanding women or being sympathetic to women. Well, it's hard to understand women because a lot of times women don't speak straight. So they say X, but they really mean Y. <coughs> Excuse me. And the poor guy chases his tail trying to do X, and meanwhile, it's not X at all. So when you complain that he's not trying to understand you, um, guess who set the stage for that? Maybe if women um, talk straight, maybe he could follow the bouncing ball. I mean, cut the guy a break here. I mean, he's trying to do his best, but, you know, women certainly don't make it easy. Okay. So... And then, then, then there was another TED Talk speaker. His name was Tony Porter, and he explains that calling boys girls as an insult uh, perpetuates the idea that being like a girl is a negative trait. Toxic mas masculinity t teaches us, Porter claims, that men are in charge, which means that women are not, that men lead, and that you should just follow and do whatever we say. That men are superior and women are inferior. That men are strong and women are weak. Now, yes, those underlying influences are there. Um, but it's just all semantic. Are, semantics. Are you going to buy into all that? I mean, I'm a woman and I don't buy into it. If, if I put my mind to something and I want to do it, I don't listen to stereotypes. I don't listen to what my gender does. I don't listen to what the opposite gender does. I know I just need to put in the work, keep my you know nose to the grindstone, don't complain, get the job solved, do my homework, do my research, and I will accomplish my mission. That's ju it's just plain and simple. Quit coming up with all the excuses of why not to do this and why not to do that. Anyone is capable of doing anything. You just got to make it happen. Craziness. <laughs> All right. So I think what this group is trying to say is they're sugarcoating it. They're not saying um, that, oh, it's toxic masculinity. I think the big overarching message here is that all masculinity is toxic. Not just a certain segment of the population, but all masculinity is toxic. I think that's really what they're, they're going for here. So let's talk about the media as well. You know, there's a couple of, um, television hosts, morning television hosts that are very popular. And, you know, of course, yesterday was Halloween and, um, I just, kind of was searching on the net just to see, well, what did Matt Lauer do? Because I remember a few years ago, he dressed as a woman. <laughs> and I was shocked at that, you know, seeing that picture a few years ago. I, of course, I don't watch his show, but I don't know. I just typed in, what did Matt Lauer do? And sure enough, shocked me again, October 31st, 2017, Matt Lauer, uh, the, the, the headline says Matt Lauer is embracing his feminine side and, um, <laughs> he, you're not gonna believe what kind of get up he got into. He got in, uh, JLo's Grammy Award, uh, dress. Remember that dress that was green and it was a, a print floral and it had a cut, it kind of looked like a sheet, like she had put a sheet over her body. And it was cut all the way down to below her navel. And it had a slit from the floor to uh, where the navel was. And uh, basically, she was wearing almost nothing. It looked like she put a sheet over herself. Anyway, I was shocked and dismayed to see that Matt Lauer, who was supposedly a legit commentator, legit reporter, is dressing up as a female. And not only just the face and the hair and the makeup, but he had prosthetics, I guess they're prosthetics, full-on boobs showing in this costume, in this J-Lo costume. 
that he's wearing. And I was just utterly in shock. So they are trying to systematically brainwash you that it's okay to be female-like and there's something inherently wrong with men and you just shouldn't go there. Um, you know, same thing with, with Ryan Seacrest. I guess yesterday they um, traded traded roles. So Kelly dressed up like Ryan, like like an, a manly thing with the beard and everything. And then Ryan dressed up as Kelly with the dress. And they had more than just that costume change. They had other costume changes. But the key thing was in all of the different five or six different outfits, Halloween outfits that they were wearing, I guess, during the show, um, Ryan was portrayed as a girl with the full on the heels, the, the short skirts, the low necks, the false eyelashes, the hair, the whole thing. So I don't see, um, you know, <laughs> I don't see it going the other way around where women are masculinized, but I see a lot of these so-called, you know, g- guys in the media, um, they're having, I guess, to collect their paycheck this week. They, <laughs> they got to get dressed up as um, Kelly Ripa and, and J-Lo. So it's pretty disgusting. Um, you know, there's a lot of desensitization. They're trying to make the public think that it's absolutely okay to feminize men, especially strong men. Um, but just be on the lookout for that, will you? If you happen to uh, like our show, show your love. Listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. It's Mastering Women, the real truth about women that will change your life forever. We have it in the ebook format as well as paperback, and it's all there uh, for you to enjoy. The holidays are coming. Get one for a friend. Get one for a family member or co- co-worker. Um, they will not regret it. All my books have five-star reviews, so I think they'll get a lot out of it. We have a book for for women, too, by the way, and that book is Hitched in 90 Days or Less. All right. So when we come back from the break, we're going to continue with our topic with toxic masculinity. Now is the time to call. We have open phone lines, 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. When we come back from the break, We'll talk about these universities and why they want to turn men into women. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men.
Welcome back, everybody. You're currently tuned in to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. So good to have you here. We're talking about toxic masculinity. So let's dive into the other side of the coin to see what the men's group are doing to hold up the front against these women and the, the media that are that are trying to make men all but extinct. I shouldn't say all but. They are trying to make men extinct. So, um, you know, the first place of business is to go to a university. And around about eight years ago, it used to be where men outnumbered women in colleges and universities. And then that tide started to shift to where now there's 70% or more women at colleges than men. So... Why is this so? Because it's just not a safe place for men anymore because the women gang up on men and every little thing that they do that's not feminized is um, held with contempt and, and disdain and they're trying to brainwash men to not be that way. So I think, uh, you know, the, the bad guys who want to brainwash these young women who are in college it's easy to do so because now, you know, those young women are away from their parents. Oftentimes they're away from the household. More importantly, they're away from their dads. And maybe they went to college in another state or someplace far away. So the professors and the administrators of these universities can pretty much sway these young women into a new way of thinking. And these young women are wild and free and and uh, they don't have the restraints in there by their parents anymore, and they're very gullible, and they're, you know, they're smart women, but they're very gullible at the same time. Um, like I was mentioning to you a couple of weeks ago that the human brain does not get finished being built. We don't um, get our, cognit- our full cognitive uh, reasoning ability do- done in place until age 25. So when they've got you from ages 18 to 25, this is a pretty good time to infiltrate your brain and sway you to what they want you to believe, meaning these young college women. So, you know, it's it starts there. Uh, that's the best place where all this mayhem is going on. Um, you know, a lot of these universities are trying to convince men to grow lady parts. Uh, much like Matt Lauer trying to put on, uh, you know, female breasts, female prosthetics that look very believable to me. I'll have to put this picture on my Facebook uh, fan page so you can see what I'm talking about. It pretty, it it really is quite shocking. So, what's a guy to do? How how are they retaliating? And there's an entity called Campus Reform which are now putting together efforts to provide, quote-unquote, safe spaces to fight back against what the academic world calls as toxic masculinity. So what these women would like you to believe is instead of a country full of manly men, our university, universities want a nation full of pajama boys, okay? So um, Oregon State University is hosting a health masculinities conference where students will be engaged in collective imagining to construct new features for masculinity unrestricted by power, privilege, and oppression. Brown University has a program called Masculinity 101 for students who identify as men. (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny, these terms, because we've now heard the all-inclusive, all-gender, you know how all the, ba- well, here in California, the bathrooms have all had to change their signs to say all-gender, and um, it's because the person using the, the, the restroom might that day identify as female, even though the parts and everything are male. So it's funny that they use these terms, um, that they have a class now called Masculinity 101 for students who identify as men. Not that they are men, but that they identify as men. So good for you. I, 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 I like that there are safe uh, uh, havens 
for these men to to come to come to a place where they can get some help with this in this regard. Um, there is even a course that's tied, entitled "Unlearning Toxic Masculinity." Yes, there's been so much brainwashing going on that you know now a lot of these guys have to unlearn uh, what's going on you know at their colleges and and in the press. So, you know, to get you more and more feminized, they want men to talk about going to the spa or dish about their more um, innermost thoughts with their life coaches. Uh, They want to have a re-engineered version of manhood, which guys no longer have friends, and instead they have bromances, and they settle disputes by hugging it out. No more guns and rifles for you guys, huh? Just hug it out. That's the answer. Okay. So, um, you know, there are men's articles that are filled with, you know, what men should know about wearing eyeliner and things of that nature. And it found out, a study by AskMen.com found that 20% of men have no problem wearing makeup. So is that you? (laughs) <laughs> so can you imagine John Wayne using moisturizer and concealer um, to hide razor nicks or the Godfather accessorizing with Dolce and Gabbana, Gabbana's new fragrance while settling the family business? No, not at all. All right. So I, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. I look forward to seeing you here each and every week on the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are here each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll catch you next time on the Men's Advocate Show.